Hello again and welcome back to another episode of the Watch Report with me, Jean-Luc Will. Get excited, make some noise, turn up wherever you are, share this channel and share this video with anybody and everybody. Shove it in the face of the random people. I don't care. Blare it and blow your speakers out. You know why? Just the hottest show, swimming the nation, at least hopefully so, and, it, and all that can be done with your help. So please, subscribe to the channel on YouTube, comment your thoughts and opinions, like the video, and again, like I said before, share it with everybody that you know, as well as listen to it again and give the podcast again and the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Give that a listen as well. Just play it everywhere. You know, give you a quarter. Once per day, you play my show on every available platform that you can. <laughs> Just use up all your time. Use up all your data on, <laughs> on your wireless play. Use up all your internet on me and my beautiful voice. <laughs> and But in all seriousness, thank you for listening. I'm glad you're taking time out to listen to the show. And without further ado, we got business to take care of because we have an abundance of news to cover today. In the NBA, Draymond Green punching Jordan Poole. My goodness, the fallout, what's going to happen with that ordeal going into the season? And But most importantly, the biggest thing of news that we need to cover for today is that the NFL, Matt Rule, has gotten fired. It finally happened. Yes. 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 My gosh. Me, as a full disclosure, Panthers fan here, talking about this. So if I sound a little biased, uh, you know what? It's justified. We try to keep it, you know, even keeled. But as a fan of this team, of the Carolina Panthers, I am elated, ecstatic, exuberant, utterly eccentric every e word you can think empowered everything on this every word you can think of i am happy that this brother is gone thank goodness thank the lord it took long enough this man was not a great head coach now granted we knew what he did in college for baylor and other teams Going in, taking programs, that's why we brought him in. Taking programs that were, you know, bottom of the barrel, trash, and bringing them back up to relevancy. Bringing them back up to winning ways. Bringing them to a status of competition that they could actually be proud of. And actually say, oh, we are a football team. Not just a, a, a another athletic program that the college sponsors. No, we are an actual good Competent football team. That's what Matt Rule was has done in college, and we applaud him for it. And what we thought he was going to do coming into the NFL, give him some time, let him ease into you know the notion of you know how the league works, because you know we've seen how this goes with college coaches. They come to college, or they come out of college. Urban Meyer, great example. Come out of college from a great program, successful. Then go to the NFL, try to coach at the same, try to coach and have the same amount of success, and boom, crash and burn in their face. Now again, every it's not it's not always as bad as Urban Meyer with all the mess he got going on, but it's bad nonetheless for the for the, for the majority, for a lot of coaches. I'm gonna say the majority, but I'll say for a lot. More than I would like to see college coaches coming up to the NFL level. It has not ended well. Because it's a big adjustment. The NFL is a big boys league. The athleticism that is in college ball 
when it comes to football, basketball as well, but football especially, the 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 discrepancy of when, of where not when, excuse me, where everybody is on the athletic level, is a lot closer in the NFL than it is in college ball. If you got a talent, if you got a team that can run, a team of athletes, you can make some real noise on the college level. Now, when you still, when those same athletes maybe go to the NFL, or what happens? Oh, they get done up. They get hit and absolutely just pounded on. Now, the holes that seemingly were just easy for them to slip through and run for 80, 90 yards, the running back, or the ability to beat wide receivers so easily as a wide receiver, or the time that they had in the pocket as a quarterback is not apparent to them and is not made so easily available to them like it was in college. But while in college, when you have a hodgepodge, not a hodgepodge, bad, wrong word, when you have an amalgamation of a lot of athletic freaks all on one team, you can do pretty well for yourself if you just have some level of competency. Because again, a freak athlete in football on the college level, well, they can run amok. They can run amok. We've seen it so many times. Not always. Now, again, I'm not saying they aren't good at football, but I'm saying you have to understand that to a degree, their success well-earned is in part due to the to the wider gap in athletic ability that is in college football versus in pro football. And if you're a coach coaching these kids and then coaching men in the NFL, the stuff that used to work in college for you as a coach because of the athletic discrepancy and athletic advantage that you had, now it doesn't work like that anymore. The plays that you run and the schemes that you want to do don't translate the same because the openings that you have aren't going to be big as big. The time in the pocket for the plays that you want to run is going to be significantly smaller. You won't be able to just overpower people like you could in college with your game plan because now your players aren't just outright bigger than everybody else. No, it is not. And so when you go to the, to the NFL level, that may mess up how you think in terms of football game planning. It, may, it throws a wrench in the system. Then you got people like Urban Meyer blaming the players. He is the coach. Yes, the players are in part a, pro, a, a problem if you're losing, but at the same time, Brother, you already want to call them the plays. You can't be calling these these players uh, vulgar names and, and putting all the blame on them when apparently you can't set a game plan nor get any of the players to get behind you as a leader to succeed. And with Matt Rule, a very similar thing happened. Similar story. Again, not nearly as egregious and horrible and just outright terrible as Urban Meyer in Jacksonville. But, 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 
still bad and still warrants where he is right now, which is being fired. Matt Wool coming up from college to the NFL, picked up by David Tepper to make this team a, com- a contender and work his magic like he did in college. Did not pan out at all. At all. At all. And I was the guy that wanted to stick with him. I wanted to say, hey, yeah, you know, yeah, he can do it. Oh, yeah, he's, he's going to bring that same magic to the NFL level. It's going to happen. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Absolutely not. In the, in the, since 2020, Matt Wu has, has a record of 11 and 27. Since 2020, which is when he got picked up, he's had a record of 11 and 27. This man has not won a season's worth of football. He's not won a season's worth of football. Yet he has lost a season plus worth of football. It, it, no. It just was not working out. This brother right now, we, the Panthers are four and one. We, I can say that. We are four and one. Not four and one, excuse me. I'm, I'm thinking in, in delusional thought. We're one and four, if I believe. We are at the bottom of our conference. Amongst the entire league, we are 29th, 29th, and 27th in offensive efficiency, yards per game, and points per game. Every single stat about us is hard. Now, granted, our defense, hey, they're doing everything they can. They're doing everything they can. Brian Burns is showing up, which is great. We're seeing Horn at the cornerback position coming into his own, showing the, the the prospect as to why we drafted him so high and why we're so sought out as a cornerback and as a cover guy. Cool. My blame isn't on that. No, 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 no. Carolina, our success for a number of years has always been we are a defensive-minded team. When we were in, in 2015, when we had that all nearly immaculate run, could have knocked off the Dolphins and gone undefeated the entire year. Went 15 and 1. Got to the Super Bowl. Defense is one of the best in the league. We just went up against a better defense in the uh, the Denver Broncos. Oh gosh, every time I say it, it just it rots me to the court. But it's the truth. Our success came from defense. Having Derrick Brown as a D tackle, a good D tackle, a big guy. See, we're we're doing things well on the defensive end. Now we're not at the top of the heat, but we ain't abysmal. We make big plays. We do. Problem is our offensive schemes are just utter, utterly in the toilet. It's flushing down the tube. 
to a degree, that's because of Matt Rule. Dan Orlovsky, if you saw earlier in the season, did a whole breakdown about one of our games when Matt Rule was literally giving away what our plays were going to be based on the formation that he set. If I remember correctly, it was if Christian McCaffrey was lined up right beside Baker Mayfield, it's a pass play. If Christian McCaffrey is lined up behind Baker Mayfield, it's a run play. This was in shotgun. And every time it happened, in terms of any of those formations happened, it was always true. Never deviated. Literally telling the, t- the defense exactly what's going to happen. Hence why we suck. So him getting fired is understandable because of how bad and how little he's actively produced during his three years, was it three years, four years, however long he's been, at Carolina, 2020, 2020, 2021, 2022. Yeah. Has not been good. Now, with that being said, all the blame is not on him. Let's get one thing straight. While he does deserve blame, undoubtedly so. All the blame isn't on him. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. You can throw that to two people. David Tepper and Baker Mayfield. See, we'll, we'll start with start with David Tepper. We'll start sit back, relax, and, and get yourself comfortable. But we got to talk about David Tepper as the was the owner, I believe owner. Yes, owner of the Carolina Panthers. This man has done nothing. Nothing. To put a roster, a, co- a competent roster together in the years that he's owned this team. We thought this man was going to be like the Clippers owner, come in eccentric, happy, who I want to make some big moves. Oh, we want some culture changes, this, that, and the third. Talking in big game. What does he do? First threatens to move the team out of North Carolina. Stupid. Then fires Ron Rivera, who is a good coach. Is a good coach. One of the reasons we got to the Super Bowl. One of the reasons that we were a dominant team in our division. One of the reasons why we were legitimately a good defensive team and had success throughout multiple years even when we didn't have a lot going for us in terms of talent, we still put up respectable seasons. That's what Coach Ron Rivera is able to do. And he let him go. He let him go. For what? Not to make the team better. Not to go in a new direction to to, to, to look to elevate. No. He did that for one reason, so that when he, when this team had its turnaround and gained success, he could take all the credit for it. Look what I did. I made this thing happen. I went and built this from the ground up. Everything that I put in place for us to succeed is because of me. 
selfish, egotistical, and outright ridiculous. Blew up a culture that was set well and ready that if a rebuild happened, we would be even better into just coming out on the other side because we had a guy that everybody got behind and trusted and liked. And guess what? Could actually coach a rebuilding team into a contender. He truly could. Oh, but that's not all. Gets rid of Ron Rivera. Gets rid of Cam Newton. Gives Teddy Bridgewater 60 plus 63. I know it's 60 plus. I believe it was 63 million dollars. And then lets him go. Teddy Bridgewater, the man, the, the man who I was incredibly excited for in terms of getting back on the football field. A man who I deeply respect. Not just for coming back from injury. But coming back from injury and still looking to take hits, play well, you always want to see a man get his money. You always want to see a man succeed. You always want to see a man thrive in what they do. Absolutely. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. But at the same time, $63 million For a cat that, again, if this was Bridgewater pre-injury, we're talking about something different. That was a guy that, okay, hey, if this brother keeps going and elevating his skill, oh, he can be something serious as a QB in the NFL. But nah. I'm glad we gave him the opportunity, but we overpaid him. And we overpaid a guy that we really we shouldn't have had. In the first place. Should have kept Cam Newton. Say what you want about him. What? Throwing under 60% completion percentage? But it was still giving you 240 yards. 60 to 80 to potentially 100 rushing yards on his own. And touchdowns. Guaranteed goal line touchdowns when you got to the red zone. Need to convert a fourth down, you got him. Can he come up clutch? Yes, he can. Was his skills diminished? Sure, absolutely. I'm not stupid. But at the same time, the butter was still a starting caliber QB. Whether you liked him or not. But you let him go. Let him walk. Let him move. And now you're stuck with who? Baker Mayfield. And that's the next guy that is responsible for where the Carolina Panthers are right now. David Tepper did his part in tearing his team down for the for for the worse. For devolving this team from what it was in Ron Rivera. And now you're going to go and you're going to give Baker Mayfield a shot to lead a squad that is not built on the offensive end to do anything. And you need him to be the the QB to say, hey, 
Let's make some stuff happen. Are you serious? This man in Baker Makefield is not worth it's, he's not worth the commercial season as a QB. He is not worth the commercials that he's in. This cat is throwing 59%. He's, he, I believe, with this last game, gave him the worst QB, P, yeah, QBPR, quarterback, passer rating. He now has the worst QBPR of the entire league. If I, if, 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 if I, yes, yes, he does. Yes, he does. The worst QBPR of the entire league. This is a guy who everybody was saying should be a starter. He's a starter. Oh, he's a good QB. Don't let him fool you. He, the brother can play. That's what everybody was saying. Former Heisman winner. Throw that, throw that trophy in the trash. Along with Baker Mayfield. Is this harsh? Absolutely. You know why? Because his butt sucks. He's a bum as a QB. He is a bum as a quarterback. He was a bum on the Browns. You know why he, nobody considered him a bum on the Browns? Because he had a couple 300-yard games. Oh, look at what he could be. Oh, just look at that. Phenomenal. Not forgetting that the brother was still losing games that he should have won with one of the best offenses in the entire league. Do you understand that this man at one time had Joe Thomas leading his O-line and a good O-line supporting cast at that with Joe Thomas. Then also had Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt on top of Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, and Josh Gordon. At one point in time, all of those weapons were on his roster. Yes, Josh Gordon didn't play a lot because the drugs and marijuana and all that stuff. Topic for another day. But irregardless, he had him. He had one of the deadliest offenses in the NBA. Not NBA, excuse me. In the NFL. The Cleveland Browns, for the entirety of the time that Baker Mayfield was there, was built to win a championship. They were. Miles Garrett. Jabril Peppers. I believe Ward as a cornerback. A good, def- a good secondary. They had every. They had everything. They legitimately had everything. That was one of the most complete teams in the NFL. But still is. Still is. One of the more complete teams. And at one time, I would argue the most complete team in the NFL today. At their best, they were one of the most complete teams in the NFL. That's a fact. But Baker Mayfield was leading that team, and they sucked. They sucked. They absolutely sucked in terms of what they should have been versus what we now see them as. They absolutely sucked. Not in terms of the talent. You know, the talent there was legit. But because of Baker Mayfield, this team underachieved so much that the best use I had for this team was in Madden. 
not actively watching them. Because every time I would watch them, I just got frustrated and upset because of the wasted talent that I was seeing on the field because one man was leading the charge, and that one man was Baker Mayfield, and he is an absolute bum at the quarterback position. Been this way for a long time. If the Browns, when Baker Mayfield was there, if the Browns had any other quarterback, if the Browns had Jimmy Garoppolo, they're going to the Super Bowl. The Browns had Jimmy Garoppolo. They're going to the Super Bowl. I'll take Ryan Fitzpatrick on the Browns. And I'll say, you know what? They can make it. They can make it. They could make it. I would take Fitz Magic coming in on once in the blue moon and having a streak that could potentially lead them to the Super Bowl over Baker Mayfield on his best day. That's how much I dislike Baker Mayfield in this game. This man is a is a man who has a big mouth, can, cannot back it up at all. Cannot back it up at all. There's nothing this guy does that warrants him as a starting QB. But the fact is, they paid him. They paid him to do this mess. If they couldn't do anything when he had everything in front of him in Cleveland, what makes you think he can even remotely succeed on Carolina when they're in essentially rebuild mode? That's what they are. In a rebuilding stage. They got some good pieces. Again, Derek Brown, Brian Burns, DJ Moore, one of the better young receivers in the in the NFL. We got good Christian McCaffrey. We have talent on the roster. We ain't got nobody that can lead them. And Baker Mayfield is the last man I want leading anything in any capacity. In any capacity. Ridiculous. Ridiculous what's going on in Carolina. The fact that you have a rotation of QBs, of Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, and P.J. Walker. At this point in time, with Baker Mayfield gone, because of, again, ankle injury. Sam Donaldson on injured reserve. And P.J. Walker coming in as a third-string QB. I'll take P.J. Walker right now. If I had my order of QBs that were in the depth chart, it would be Sam Darnold, P.J. Walker, and then no number three because Baker Mayfield's out. Give that problem to somebody else. This is not hyperbole. Baker Mayfield is one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. He can he is not a good decision maker. He is a man that he want, he wants to live in the hero ball esque moment, 
but has none of the talent to actually achieve those moments. Has some athleticism, but end up putting himself in more trouble than he does actually getting himself out of trouble and making a play. He is a horrible QB for any team, let alone a bad team. And yeah, I'll say it, Carolina's not a good team. We are a bad team. We are a bad team. And we're a bad team because of the fact that our culture has gotten completely, again, going back to David Tepper, the culture of that team is not a culture that is, hey, we're building something special. It's a process, but we're going to get there. David Tepper, who is, again, the third piece to this problem puzzle that is why Carolina is where they are right now. David Tepper, essentially, in trying to make his own a, a shrine to himself, if you want to call it, to be able to put it, put it, put the team in a position to say, "I did all this for you. Look at what I've done for this team." In doing that, has made a culture of we got to do, we got to win right now, right now, right now. But you haven't put the pieces in place for you to win right now, so you don't give. The players, know the organization, a chance to say, okay, hey, we can breathe because we're building something for the future. We're building something so that when down the line, we can be something dominant. You see it in the players, how they walk, how they react. It's just not there. That's it. Lions are a perfect example. The Lions are still a bad team. Absolutely. But you can tell they got something brewing down in Detroit, whether we want to admit it or not. How many close games have they had against good teams in the NFL when they should have been blown out, but somehow they were coming back and you just could not get rid of them? Even if you beat them, you're looking back if you're the winning team and you're saying, oh, gosh, that was who? Ooh, Lord, let me take a let me sit down. I need. I need a break. Do we have a bye week next week? Because that, that that game took that game took a lot out of me. <laughs> That's what Detroit's doing to teams. Even while they're losing, they're showing a oh, week. We, you, you better take this win while you can, because the second we get our stuff together. We got the culture. We got we we have the competitive fire. The second we get the requisite talent, Lord, with the tenacity that this team has, oh, they're building something. But see, you can see that. Even when this team loses, everybody gives them props for oh, man, they made they made that a good game. They looked like they were out of it. They made they forced that to be a good game. That's what Detroit's doing. You feel that they believe that they're building something special. You don't feel that in Carolina. Guess what you feel? The impending doom in Carolina. You feel a sense of dread in Carolina. Even our own teammates don't even want the pieces that are being brought in. When Baker Mayfield first got announced to be signed to the Carolina Panthers, Robbie Anderson 
tweeted out no with about eight different O's. And then came back and said, no, 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 I, I never sent that. Tried to walk back his statement. No, I'm excited for him coming. No, I, I, I'm glad he's on our team. I can't wait to make this team something special. I can't wait to be under, you know, be play alongside Baker and see what he can do. He's a great guy. Didn't say great player. He said great guy. Having to do fake walk backs because we, he said exactly what we all said. Absolutely not. Stick with Sam Donald. Don't sign Baker Mayfield. Don't sign that bump because he is a bump. We gave up Cam for this. I would take everybody's everybody that hated on Cam. Shame on you. Uh, around the league, shame on you. Because this brother, say regardless of how much you did not like him, if you did not like him, he was what Carolina needed, not just for culturally, but also as a player. Were skills diminishing? Yes. Like I said earlier, it shouldn't change the fact. What we see right now, Cam can do that in his sleep. Cam Newton, QB1, could do what Baker Mayfield's doing right now in his sleep. Shoot, Cam Newton, if he tried, couldn't do what we see Baker Mayfield doing right now. Because his baseline even at this stage in his career, is so high above Baker, he couldn't play this bad if he tried. He couldn't play this bad if he tried. It's despicable how, how long NFL fans kept touting Baker Mayfield, having a debate as to whether this man was an elite QB or a bump. Stupid. Giving his brother chance after chance after chance, and he showed nothing to say he deserved that chance in the first place. Showed nothing to to, to say he deserved that level of praise that people were giving him. Showed absolutely nothing. But we gave it to him. I didn't, but many other people did. Many other people were blinded. Because the overall talent of that Browns team was so apparent. Oh, how can anybody fail when playing with this team? But nah, shot them in the foot. Never brought them anywhere. Wasted years. Wasted years. I don't blame OBJ wanted out. I don't blame him. Baker Mayfield can't throw a hill of beans. That brother can't. That brother couldn't throw. He, he, he couldn't throw a dime. If he threw a rock in the ocean, he would hit the he would hit the beach behind him. That's how weak his arm is. Accuracy. We kept talking about. Even I got on Cam Newton for overthrowing players. Mayfield's doing the exact same thing. And he's not nearly the running threat that Cam was. Nor any of the modern day QBs are now. This cat cannot play. QB. This cat is not a good quarterback. In any sense of the word. And this cat has no business. Being 
a starter for Carolina. Shouldn't have been even considered. When you see that your own receiving core doesn't want you here, that should be a telltale sign. Oh, yeah, this brother ain't going to do nothing. Normally, I don't say that. Normally, I say, hey, let him prove the doubters wrong. In this case, no. Don't let him prove you wrong. Because normally when you say prove the doubters wrong, you are coming from a bad situation, going into a good situation, and nobody has faith that you can actually achieve something. I.e., Matthew Stafford. Many people were questioning, oh, this brother just had stats on stats on stats because he was the only good player on his team. You put him in an actual good team, he ain't going to be able to do what he wants to do. Lo and behold, boom. Yeah, see, I told you, the brother was actually elite when it won a Super Bowl with the L.A. Rams. After wasting his life in Detroit. After wasting his life in old Detroit. Wasting him and and Calvin Johnson's life in Detroit. New Detroit? Hey, no, I ain't, I ain't got no qualms with New Detroit. New Detroit's building something. Old Detroit, they weren't building jack. They weren't doing squat. They weren't doing anything. And people were saying, oh man, is this guy really that, is he, is he really good? Or is it just, he doesn't have the spotlight on him, so everybody kind of overlooked him. Or he has to play hero ball, and and boom, if he gets on a good team, he ain't going to be able to do nearly as well. Bad to good, show me what you can do. That's not what this is when it comes to Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield had a good squad. He went from good to bad, and he still sucks. He went from good to bad, and he sucked when he was on the good side. And now on the bad side, he's even he's playing just as well. It's ridiculous. This buddy was on a good team and sucked. He's on a bad team and still sucks. The only reason why he didn't get as much flack is because it's the great talent around him covered for his ineptitudes. Now he ain't got that same level of talent and everything's out. He everything's out the water. He ain't got no defense ain't able to save him like Cleveland's defense was or could. Brian Burns is good. He ain't no Miles Garrett. He's not. You ain't got a team that you can say, oh, you know, if we if, I, if we only score two touchdowns, you know, oh, it's all good. We can still win. You ain't got that type of team no more. You ain't got nobody covering your butt. You ain't got nobody like OBJ or Jarvis Landry or Nick Chubb when you can't do nothing as a, as a passer. They're bailing you out with some spectacular catch and getting a bunch of yards after the catch because of their innate talent, not because you made a good throw. Or when the, when you can't throw a hill of beans and Nick Chubb's running for 160 yards to cover up for your lack of actually being able to throw the ball. You ain't got that here. So you've been the same. It's just been covered up. But you suck as a quarterback. And you, coupled with David Tepper, trying to rush quality instead of actually putting quality in place to build up over time and his egotistical self, on top of Matt Rule coming up as a coach. And again, granted, just like I said just now, 
David Tepper hasn't put stuff in place to really let Matt Rule succeed. But regardless, Matt Rule in not being able to adapt to the NFL level of play calling, all of that is why we see where Carolina is right now. In an absolutely abysmal state. And I hate it. As a fan, I hate it. Hate it with a passion. With the passion of a thousand sons. I can't stand it. Hopefully we see P.J. Walker at least do something good. But again, now we see every other team. Teams are calling for D.J. Moore. Teams report to saying, you know, Christian McCaffrey may be getting some calls as to, hey, let me, let me, let me take this guy off your hands. Right now, the ship's sinking. Brian Burns, everybody's looking to get Brian Burns. The, every since Matt Rule has gotten fired, in that little amount of time, everybody's gunning for all the talent that Carolina has, and absolutely rightfully so. We got good people. We just ain't got good coaching, nor a good QB that can actually make all that talent be effective and mean something. But now we got meaningless talent. That means that the players are good, but they don't. They, but they don't produce anything because our quarterback can't do anything, and our coaching is horrible. And our owner is not a good owner. Sad times in Carolina. Sad times in Carolina. Will this change? Hopefully so. It's right now, sad times in Carolina. Horrible. Absolutely terrible. I hate it here. I hate it here. So I can say, I hate it here. (laughs) I hate it here. But moving on, talking about the NBA and switching gears, and Draymond Green throwing a punch full force and connecting at Jordan Poole. My goodness, what does this mean for the Golden State Warriors? And here's exactly what it means. Point number one, whoever put out that video should be fired. That's the first point. Before anything else happened, stop the buck right there. Whoever put out that video in the Warriors video uh, 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 management or or staff, whoever did that, gone. I heard that somebody got paid two point five million dollars. Potentially, if that's the case, still gone. It may not ever work in the NBA again, but they still got their money. So hey, that's the first point. Somebody betrayed the organization. Secondly. Secondly, most importantly, that the relationship between Draymond and the rest of that team is completely different now. No more is it the, you know, cohesive unit that we knew the Golden State Warriors to be. In that locker room, never the same. Never the same. It will never, ever be the same. Again, never be the same again. I can promise you that. This this brother went full forced, punched Jordan Poole, initiated the entire 
uh, interaction coming across the court and just sucked him. Mind you, he's done, we've seen him be mad, talk a lot of game, and all that stuff. Ooh, that's Draymond Green. No, you can't use that excuse in this situation. Uh-uh. If anything, this makes Draymond Green look really bad. Because now it looks like you only punched on a guy that you don't think you would actually do anything back at you. Or that ain't a threat to you. You ain't do that to Tristan Thompson. You ain't do that to Steven Adams when you kicked him in the nuts multiple times. And then backed away and went to check on him. Nah, you went and stood over Jordan Poole after this. You ain't do that to Boogie Cousins. You ain't do that to a couple of the other bruisers, as you would call yourself a bruiser in the league. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Where was this? Where was this? That's all I know. Where was this? Where was this? In those situations. Don't make no sense. The fact that you felt inclined to do this and throw a punch at a teammate has set a permanent rift amongst that entire locker room, especially amongst Jordan Poole. But with the entire locker room, yo, it's never the same. It is never the same. You have successfully cut the rope of chemistry that you all had achieved in winning a championship. It's gone. I'm sorry, it's gone. And don't be one of those people who says, this is just who Draymond is. No. There's a certain code that you don't do when you go as a teammate. It, yeah, they're getting fights. They're getting spats. Sure, competitive nature. It happens. But once you, once you successfully land a punch like Draymond, and this ain't some... You know, quick thing. Nah, this was a full force straight right. If you watched it, the brother cocked back his right hand, fully extended, and upon fully extended, like Joe Lewis used to do back in the day when he boxed, picked up his right foot as he followed through with the punch, giving him more leverage, speed, and power. This was a punch to knock somebody out. Not a get-off-me punch. This was a punch to knock Jordan Poole out. That was the goal. He wanted to hurt. This was full intent. The only, the, if he had missed, he would have fallen and hit the wall. That's what this. That's how forced for that punch would have been. See, this is why I like box. This is why I'm able to, uh, I love that I'm able to take multiple sports and take them and, and tie them together in some capacity. That's why I pays to study. <laughs> so, but point still stands. This cat went with the intent to KO Jordan Poole. Because over what was apparently some mild banter between the two. Not some uh, talk about your mama or talk about something egregious and something so out there. It's like, oh, no, no, you, you, brother, we got to get to stepping because we getting ready to go. We getting ready to tussle. Everybody clear out. No, it wasn't that type of situation. Apparently, it was just regular banter that be going on in practice. And then, boom, just went and did it. Made no sense whatsoever. It's inexcusable. It really is inexcusable. But it happened. And that's what we hate. That's what I hate. Because now you've permanently messed up the chemistry of a championship winning team. And this could potentially affect their shots to win it to repeat this year. 
It really could. And let's get another thing straight out the way right now. Draymond Green is gone. Whether you want to admit it or not, Draymond Green is gone. Because, see, some people may bring up Michael Jordan punched his teammate. But he stayed. Oh, they won't let go of Draymond Green. No, 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 no. See, the difference is value. That's the difference between these two. But a Michael Jordan is Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan had that reputation. He'll do anything to win. You get him hot, he'll go. Because he wants to improve you and everybody else around him. Because he's only got one thing on his mind, winning. You want to say the same thing about Draymond Green? Sure, fine. Go ahead. I'm not questioning his competitive nature. What I am questioning is his value. Because, brother, he is not Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan can do that. And guess what? His talent and value to that team is so far and away above anything else. Yes, they'll look over that and keep him. Because it's Michael Jordan. Draymond, you're not Michael Jordan. Your reputation for being a fiery guy ain't going to save you from this. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. If anything, you are already on a leash of, hey, as long as he doesn't do anything to affect us, within our circle, we're good. No, you did it. You crossed that line. And you ain't got, and your name has is nowhere near the level to overshadow your actions. You are Draymond Green. You are the scrappy, do-everything type of guy. You are the Mr. Mr. Triple Single. That's what you are. You are Mr. Triple Single. Five, five, or five. Five points, five assists, and five rebounds. Now, that's not bad. Again, like I said at the, at the, at the beginning, or like I said in the past about Draymond, he has value. Absolutely. He's one of the main reasons why this team in Golden State Warriors is so fluid and so effective. Not taking anything away from his skill, but in not taking anything away from his skill, what his skill is, is not valuable enough to take a, to, to overshadow you punching a teammate, punching a valuable asset, and getting into it, and specifically attempting to knock out and could have severely injured one of the Key young people on this team. You are not that valuable. You are replaceable. And come trade deadline, that's exactly what's going to happen. You're going to be replaced. Because you have to understand, Draymond Green is on a four-year contract, and that fourth year is a player option. 2022 and 2023, this season, it is last on-contract lockdown season with Golden State. After that, gone. Because guess what? They ain't going to let him take the player option. They ain't going to give him the chance to say, yeah, have me back. No, 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 no. That ain't happening. He's gone. He's gone. He's out of here. Because you can find a beautiful, and especially this year, because Victor Wimbenyama, he's coming into the draft, and teams are looking to tank. People are calling this the biggest tank race in NBA history. Going after a brother who is seven foot three, can pull from three-point range fluidly and efficiently, has the offensive, again, style of a Kevin Durant, while at the same time being an elite rim protector, and is not somebody who is uncoordinated. No, he can dribble, and he can shoot, 
And he can drive. And he can pass. And he can block. Seemingly all at a good to high level. That's something we've never seen before in somebody seven foot three. That's what makes him so unique. All of that is in a skill set. It's in all that all that skill. It's inside of a body that is bigger than Rudy Gobert. And as coordinated as Kevin Durant. No, we've never seen that before. Oh, you better believe teams are tanking to kingdom come. If you don't think you have a guaranteed shot at making it to the Western Conference Finals, you're tanking. That's how I'm looking at it. If you don't think you have a shot at getting to the Western Conference Finals, you are most likely looking to come all-star break. Hey, we're making some moves. Because either A, we're trying to get in the running for Victor Wimanyama, or B, we're setting up for the far future by taking a bunch of assets that teams who really are tanking and not even sniffing the playoffs and just want to get rid of everything so that they're not good, we're going to take their assets and build for something next year. Teams are moving, and teams are going to be shifting and just throwing out players that you wouldn't dream would be available at the low, low price that they're going to be available for. Teams are going to be left and right. He's available. He's free. Oh, we want to get him off our hands. Oh, let him go. Let, uh, yeah, yeah. You ain't no valuable asset for us. It'll be gone. You're in the way of Victor Winyama. Teams are going to be Throwing out pieces to get bad in order to have a better shot at the lottery, to have number one pick that Victor Wimbanyama. Because of that, you can't tell me that Draymond Green is irreplaceable because the Warriors, they always want more use. Sure. And we get what Draymond Green does for their offense. Fine. Absolutely. That's not even a question. We also get that he's 33 years old and declining, has declined ever since 2016 as a player. With him scoring 32 points in the Game 7 of the NBA Finals to barely, barely putting up five points for the entire final series against the Boston Celtics. Utterly ridiculous. Sure, he's got the defense. Okay, fine. Sure, he knows how to run the the scheme of the Golden State Warriors and their offensive style to his highest, absolutely. He's, he's replaceable. He's replaceable. He's replaceable. Because on any other team, no. He ain't going to be as valuable. But what they can get for Draymond Green in this year specifically Oh, he's absolutely, get him, get him out of here. Get him out of here. He messed up and broke a code amongst teammates. And everybody else knows about it. Jordan Poole and him is never going to be the same. Probably the entire roster in Draymond Green will never be the same. Yeah, get him out of here. By the deadline. By the deadline. Because he, they, you can get more people for Draymond Green. If you need a defensive guy, you can pick up a defensive guy, you can pick up a passer, and you can pick up a shooter. All for Draymond Green this season because of the amount of stuff that teams are going to be throwing out the window saying, hey, relatively free, here, take what you, we'll take what you can give to get rid of all this. 
Clearance sale. That's what this NBA, that's what this trade deadline should be. Clearance sale. That's what they should call this, this trade deadline. Clearance sale. This should be a gospel song. Better days are coming by and by. Trade days are coming by and by. When I see them assets sitting in the sky, and those assets are going to be players, again, that you never thought would be available for what they're, for what's going to be given for them. Three for ones, four for one, four for two. It's going to look like a grocery store deals list. And Draymond Green is going to be right at the forefront for that Warriors organization to say, bye-bye, see you later. Take your rings out with you, because that's the last thing you're going. That's the last time you're going to win a championship comfortably. All those defensive, all those defensive and offensive, we're not defensive. All those offensive deficiencies that you had that were maxed because of Steph, Clay, Jordan Poole, Kevin Durant. Oh, it's out the window now. Oh, it's out the window now. It's out the window now. It ain't going to be maxed ever again. Because you ain't going to have the, the ability to, to orchestrate at the same level because you ain't going to have the same players. No, it's done. But he's going to be taken by any other team because they're trying to get rid of pieces to tank. Because Draymond Green's name cannot make up for this action. He's got to go after this. There's no saving him. There's no saving him. There's no saving him. No saving him at all. This is going to be the straw that broke the camel's back. With all the ejections, with all of the, again, just manageable problems that he's brought to that team, coupled with driving away Kevin Durant. Because he was in part of the reason why he wanted out of there. After being the reason why he got there in the first place. Calling for help after he lost to LeBron. Draymond Green is gone. Gone, gone, gone. Because like I said earlier, he's not MJ. These actions and this bad boy reputation ain't going to save him this time. No, it ain't. No, it's not. Because your skill set ain't nowhere near that caliber. But outside of Golden State, you're, 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 what you bring, while valuable, still isn't good. You know how many players we say are better than you? What you do is, hey, cool. It's cool for, what, for where you are. But outside of where you are, those skill sets are not going to be as, or, or they're not going to translate to winning as much as they do in Golden State because Golden State is a perfect scenario. And Golden State knows that your talent is waning and you're getting older. So guess what? For in this market specifically, and what's getting ready to come down the pipe, what we can potentially get for you, best believe. Oh, you're gonna be on the main chopping block. Shoot, you might be in you shoot, you might have been on the main chopping block 
regardless of whether this happened. But because this happened, oh, yeah. Oh, you're definitely on the chopping block now. Oh, you're definitely there now. You're definitely there. And I don't care about no apology. There ain't nothing you can do that can rectify this situation. Brother, you are gone. You sealed your fate, in my eyes anyway, that you're gone from this organization. You're done. You're done. Finito. Out of here. You are. It's time to go. Time to move on. We wish you well in your future endeavors. And we thank you for your service on this team. But it's time to move on. We'll hang up your we'll hang up your jersey later down the line. Don't worry. You're still an all-time great Golden State Warrior. Forever etched in the history of the scene. But in the immediate, oh you're gone. Oh goodbye. Shake your hand, off you go. He's done. This is, this is, this is. Because this is bigger than just the punch. The rippling effect of what this has on his team. Coupled with his degrading talent. Coupled with his age. Coupled with what they could potentially get in this trade deadline. With teams tanking and winning to get rid of assets. And players. Yes, you better believe he's gone. After this. If 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 not after the trade deadline, definitely after this season. Or shoot, let me rephrase that. They're not going to want him to take the player deadline. Or they, excuse me, they're not going to want him to take the player option. So be almost get, be almost assured, at least in the immediate, that hey, there's a good chance that he will get traded this trade deadline. There's a good chance we're going to see him in a new uniform. If not good, higher than normal. I, I'm pretty sure about that. And this team, they'll get on fine. They will. They will. They absolutely will. Because it's still built to win. Draymond makes that a lot easier, but that doesn't change the fact that, hey, the pieces we can get for him this year with this action that he did, yeah, we'll take our chances. We'll take our chances on youth athleticism and even more shooting if we so choose. But yeah, he's he's gone. He'll bring value to another team. Don't get it twisted. But he's gone from he's gone from Golden State. Most likely, he's gone from Golden State. I'm pretty sure about that. But we have to wait and see, but I'm pretty sure. If I was a betting man, <laughs> if, I, <laughs> if I was a betting man, I'd put some money down that he's probably gone. But I'm not a betting man. But I am confident. And my confidence is the fact that while he's valuable to Golden State, he made that offense work, one of the most integral parts of that team, he is no longer needed. After this action, your services are no longer required. We wish you well 
in your future endeavors. <laughs> That's what I see happening with Draymond Green come the trade deadline. But this has been the World Report. This has been another edition of this great show. I'm so happy that you tuned in to listen. Thank you for your time, energy. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. And again, like the video, comment, subscribe. Subscribe, please. Yes, subscribe. Bring it in. Bring it all in. Come on. Let's build up an empire. Let's build up an army. Let's get to a thousand subscribers. That's the goal. So we can make some moolah for you all. So I can make this show bigger, better, and better than before. But we're going to keep doing that regardless. But I can, it'll be a lot more helpful so that if we can keep this going with the support of you, the fans. Hopefully the fans that we have on this show. This has been another episode of The World Report. I've been your John Gwatch. You have been beautiful. And we're going to head on out of here. Peace and love. We out of here.